0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Are you guys ready to worship with us?
1: Well, we are too, so let's stand to our feet and let's just praise and give thanks and ultimate glory to God who is so, so good and so deserving of everything that we have to give to him. So let's do this right now, let's put our hands together. Let's go.
0: Hands to-
2: The song is happening right now in our culture. The devil wanted to shut churches down. He doesn't want us to worship. He doesn't want us to, to be able to, to hear the gospel or the gospel to go out worldwide. And so he would have told me in February that we weren't gonna be able to have services for two months or so, live services for two months. I would have said, oh no, we're gonna we have to lay off staff. We're gonna have to close the doors. We won't be able to pay the electric bill. And God looked at what the devil was trying to do to worship and to churches. And he goes, no, we're just gonna figure out a different way to where his gospel will go worldwide. That's that's what he said. So the devil tries to shut churches down and God says, no, we're gonna gonna use the internet and we're gonna spread the gospel all over the world. And so fellowship church, just, just our church, just our church alone or meet our, are, are, are able to reach people from all over. People are watching in Spain and, and all over Europe and all over. We never could have reached those people before, right? We couldn't have reached them. either that or they would have had one heck of a commute every day, right? If they're gonna be in our services. But God is that way for his church. He's that way for us individually. And we can think back over our lives and think what the devil tried to use to destroy us and how God used it to resurrect us. That's just the way the Lord works. That's the way he works. So in the midst of everything that is going on, God is at work more than ever. Yeah. And he's in control. He's in control. We, we don't need to get upset about things, bad about things, anything. We just need to go, God, you got it. This is a funky situation. You're the only one that can fix it. And we know that you're gonna turn it to good somehow. So let's praise him for that. God, we love you and we thank you that you love us and you love your church. And we thank you, Lord God, that, that your word is going out not just from our church all over the world, but churches all over the world, their word is going your word is going out all over the world. That is amazing, God. We love you and we thank you, and we thank you, Lord God, that that how you have the power to take what the enemy would mean for evil in our lives and turn it into miracles in our lives. We praise you for that. We thank you for this morning, for this worship time we've had together. We thank you in advance for the the message we're getting ready to hear. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that there are people gonna hear it all over the world. We praise you. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him another praise offering, shall we? He's so good. For those of you that are attending with us here this morning, you guys can go ahead and make your way back to your seats, greet each other as you do. Uh, This is a time where we uh, take offering. We just worship the Lord with music and with song. This is a time now where we will worship him with giving. So I hope you're prepared to give this morning as you're getting ready to give. If you're a guest or a visitor this morning, we'd love for you to take out your phone and if you will text fellowship, to 94,000. It will bring you over to our church center app. You can register as a guest Uh, here in the very near future. We're going to be having a guest reception for all of you who are new to fellowship. And thank you so much for making fellowship your church home. And we can't wait for many of you. You've not been able to attend here yet in person. And even though the live feeds are awesome and it's great to be able to watch services at home. It's great to be watching services as you're camping or wherever you are this morning. There's nothing like being here in person. God is just moves in this worship center in such an incredible way. So we are very pumped to be able to see you again together. Now, if you are going to worship today with giving and tithes and offerings, know if you're in the building, we actually have boxes for you to put your offerings or your tithes in as you leave. Uh, For those of you that are going to be giving online today, we have several different ways that you can do that. You've heard these ways. The best way is through the Church Center app. If you have not gotten the Church Center app, go to the App Store on your phone. Look for Church Center. Once you download that, you'll be, be able to choose Fellowship Church as your church home, and then it will direct you exactly on how to get involved with classes and how you can give here at Fellowship. Church Center app is a great way to give. You can also text give. You can also give online. Drop your tithe or offering in the mail, or you can run it by here at Fellowship Church. Our offices are open throughout the week. Well, God is good, and he's doing some really cool stuff, but have you noticed when you get out and you start talking to people about the things that are going on? So people are a little freaked out, right? They get a little scared. And they also can get a little bit freaked out about prophecy and what is to come. So that is why we are bringing back signs, which is our end times teaching here at Fellowship Church. We're really, really excited about that. Um, Adding all kinds of new stuff. One full new session uh, alone, along with all kinds of new material in each session. But this is an eight week course. It is gonna happen uh, on Wednesday nights, simultaneously to our middle school and high school service happening here at Fellowship, our 40. 640 Outdoors. Uh, If you would like to be a part of this course, you can still do so. You can sign up on the Church Center app. But you know, the great thing about this course and why we teach it is because there's nothing for us to fear as Christians about end times. And a lot of times when people are thinking about, oh, Jesus coming back or the rapture or the tribulation, we get freaked out. We get scared. But the great thing about this course is you will walk out of it encouraged. You will walk out of it you will be fearful, you'll be excited and pumped because God gave us signs to when he would be coming back and how blessed we are gonna be to be with him forever in heaven. We don't have to worry about tribulation. We don't have to worry about judgment because we have Jesus as our personal savior. So we're gonna be talking about that a lot in this course. So make sure you sign up for it. You can grab your books in the bookstore. Everybody will make sure that they want to get a workbook. Well, God is doing some really cool stuff here at Fellowship. Some other things that are gonna be happening. Here's a video to tell you more about them.
3: Good morning, church family. We are so excited about the plans that we have for this fall. We want to draw your attention to the Rooted class. It's beginning a week from today on August 16th during the nine o'clock service in the Two Rivers Room. You want to sign up for this class because it is going to strengthen you in two significant ways. The first is it's going to solidify the foundation of theology and help you learn important things about God and fill in any gaps you might have in your faith. The second is, it's gonna help you connect to a group of people that hopefully you'll have a bond with and you'll be able to do life together with. It is a fun class. It costs $20, that includes the workbook as well as snacks and coffee every time you gather with your group in the class. It runs for six weeks. Sign up on the Church Center app as soon as possible to secure your spot. We are so excited that it's finally time to relaunch 4640 Student Ministries. And the way we're gonna navigate this season together is by launching 4640 Outdoors. It's everything you love about 4640, but just outdoors. The science has told us that COVID doesn't spread as much outdoors and it's a little bit safer to kids. And so we wanna have the opportunity to bring some students together, connect them with one another, and most importantly, connect them with God. So for the next few weeks, we're gonna be doing 4640 outside. It's going to target students in grades 6 through 12 and we're going to meet in the Park Pavilion area of Fellowship Church property. You'll drop your student off right along the curb and they'll rush in for some awesome activities. Each week we're going to begin with sports and hanging out. There'll be ultimate frisbee, sand volleyball, cornhole, all kinds of fun stuff for your student to participate in. Then we're going to settle in, focus in for a time of worship and a Bible teaching. After all that, we're going to launch an epic activity. Each week's epic activity is going to be completely different than the week before. For example, week one, we're going to do slip and slide kickball. It is going to be awesome and your kids are going to love it. Make sure that you show up next Wednesday on August 19th at 6.30 for the epic kickball game. The following week's gonna be mud fest. A couple weeks later we're gonna do a water fight and the fun will just continue. There's a color war. There's all kinds of different events that you're going to love. going to want to miss it. Because we're going to be outdoors, we're going to be following some specific things to help our students stay safe during this season. There's going to be extra hand sanitizing options. Adults will be serving any snacks and checking your students in and out of our program to keep everything safe and on the up and up. Students, it is finally here. I know you've been waiting for it. It's been a long four and a half months, but I know that God has a plan for 4640 Outdoors and you are not going to want to miss it. We're so glad you joined us. Enjoy the rest of today's service.
4: Well, good morning. I received a phone call from a credit card company It's been several years ago, and uh, they were asking me about fraudulent activity that might have taken place on one of our cards. Well, we are very conservative when it comes to credit cards. We treat them kind of like a debit card. We don't like to pay interest. We like getting the points so we can upgrade and travel and things like that, but we always maintain like a zero balance, and Anna just stays on top of checking it on a regular basis. So I was quite surprised when the phone call came. But they questioned me by saying, is it possible that you charged $505 in a Walmart at 11.05 p.m. in a town in South Georgia? Well, there's a couple of problems with that question. Number one, Ann and I have not been in the state of Georgia in many, many years. And number two, we do not have the proper pajama attire to be in a Walmart at 11.05 p.m. we had been sleep at least for an hour at Grand Junction when that charge took place. So we were quite, quite surprised. A little more investigation showed that someone, somehow, somewhere, had stolen my identity. Now, we qu- fixed it fairly quickly. There were no adverse repercussions that happened. I mean, everything was taken care of. Of in a very uh, quick manner. However, um, what unsettled me is that I had not known that my identity had been stolen. And furthermore, I did not know how long my identity had been stolen. So it causes me to ask you the same question. Is it possible that your identity has been stolen? And maybe stolen for a very long time. Now, I'm not talking about in a physical realm. I'm talking about in a spiritual realm. Is it possible that your spiritual identity, the true person that God created you to be and who you are supposed to be, or who you, who you are in this earth, is it possible that the uh, the enemy has caused you to start acting like or being like someone that you were never supposed to be? Now, it's interesting that when Jesus names the enemy and puts the first descriptive word before Satan in John chapter 10, he uses the word thief. And in our study this morning in John, the whole entire chapter in John chapter 10, in the very first verse, he calls the thief sneaky. He says he's a sneaky and a strategic thief. Take a look at it with me in John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said, the thief's purpose is to steal. I mean, that's, that's what he's all about. He's all about robbing you, taking from you. And, and Jesus goes, but my purpose, Jesus said, is to give you a rich and a satisfying life. He goes on, this is another translation. He says, the thief does not come except to steal. His whole purpose in being here, his whole agenda, his strategy is that he might rob from you, steal from you. Jesus goes on to say, but I've come that you might have life, you might have it more abundantly. That word means richly, lavishly, plentifully, abundantly. The enemy tries to steal from us that rich, lavish and plentiful, abundant life that Jesus is all about you and I giving us. And the Bible says he has a sneaky, strategic agenda. He's not just trying to steal anything from you. He is trying to steal, dear child of God, the person that God created you to be. He's trying to steal your identity because he knows if he can get your identity, you'll start just handing over other stuff. If he makes you think that you're nothing and you don't deserve anything in this life, then you'll give up on a good marriage. You'll give up on trying to have a great career, trying to be financially blessed. If you start thinking poorly about yourself, you'll live a, you'll just hand over the kind of life that God wants you to live because the enemy knows that we will always live in consistency of the way that we see ourselves because I cannot live right if I see myself wrong and one of the ways that the enemy robs us of our true god-given identity is to cause us to start drawing our identity from the wrong places to start drawing our identity from things like personal issues and everybody in this room and everybody watching from home still has issues And if you would say to me this morning, I have Jesus, but I still have issues, just say amen. Just say it out loud. Write it in the chat. Just do it. If you need to, if your husband didn't say he has issues, just put in the chat, my husband has issues. Put it in. Don't write in there what his issues are, but just tell us he does. Because if we're honest, every one of us still have issues. And if we're honest, we will say that God is still, after all these years, He's still developing me. He is still pruning me. He is still working on me. He is still preparing me. Yes, I love Jesus, but I still have issues, plural S. I have many of them. Now, I don't know about you, but this whole COVID 19 stuff, has brought back for me some issues that I thought were completely off the table. I got saved when I was 12 years old, surrendered my life to preach when I was 16. I've been studying God's Word since I was 17 and teaching since I was 17. 44 years of being in God's Word, teaching God's Word. And I thought that some issues in my flesh had already washed out after that many years, and then COVID-19 hits. And our governor says, put on a mask. So I put on a mask. I go into a, a, a place of business. I walk back to the back. I'm in an area where I am all by myself. I am around nobody. I don't see anybody anywhere near me. So I take my mask and I pull it down below my nose, right? I have it right here. I'm not around, just sucking in a little bit more oxygen into my lungs, right, right? And some old man who worked there came completely across this business establishment, right? And said, sir, I'm gonna need you to pull up that mask. And at that moment, I did not feel like talking to him about Jesus. At that moment, I felt like punching him in the throat. Boom! Say it again. Go ahead, say it again. I dare you. Choke it on out this time. What would you tell me? And as I'm getting older, I'm supposed to get nicer. But you know what I'm discovering? I still have issues. And you know what the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants to take a little chapter out of your book or even, even, even a paragraph out of a chapter of your out of your book and define you by something that you did or the way that you used to be. The enemy wants to take your issues and turn them into your labels. Right? And God never intended that. I, I don't want to be labeled as a as a guy who'd punch an old guy in the throat. I'm not that guy. But you see what happens? The enemy will try to take that, try to make you think you are what you've done, or a small little chapter in your life of a mistake that you made. And God said, that is not where you get your identity from. But the identity theft, this scam comes in from the enemy, saying that we're going to define people by by the things that they've done, by by the issues that they have in your life. And God never intended for that for you. Here's another area where the enemy wants you to draw your identity from, and that's other people's opinions. Other people's opinions. The enemy wants others' opinions to give you your identity. People who don't even know who they are are trying to tell you who you are. Letting the voice of somebody else have more value into your mind and into your life than what you would let God have that value into your life. And the truth is, if you didn't create me or you didn't purchase me, you can't name me. If you decide that your family, yourself, are going to invest and do a business here in town or maybe a building, and let's just say that you're going to buy a building that's on uh, uh, Patterson or one of the streets here in our city, and you uh, purchase that building at a good price and you're going to invest and you're going to maybe do some remodel and you're going to rent out some of the offices, things like that. Once you purchase it and the title changes hands from whoever owned it before you to you, you also purchased naming rights. It does not matter what it was called in the past or if it was called anything in the past. It will be whatever you name it from that point forward. Why? Because not only did you purchase the property, you also purchased the right to name it whatever you wanted to name it. And it does not matter the people in your life in the past, in your high school, in your childhood as you were growing up, or during seasons of failures in your life, which all of us have. It doesn't matter what they called you. It doesn't matter what they named you. It doesn't matter what he or she called you as you were going through that divorce that divorce proceedings, all of those names are washed away when our heavenly father purchased you with the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Your father and only your father has naming rights over you. And your father, regardless of what you've been called in the past, calls you redeemed. He calls you forgiven. He calls you loved. He calls you child. He calls you victor. He calls you conqueror, beloved, warrior, joyful, hopeful, happy, blessed, powerful, strong, resistant, resilient, tenacious. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. He calls you joint heir, and he calls you his. And no one has the right to call you anything else. I speak this over you in the name of Jesus, that the enemy, the accuser of the brethren's voice over your life is mute that anything and everything that someone spoke over you in your childhood or in your growing up years or in seasons of failures in your life are broken in the name of Jesus. And every thought that you ever had in your mind or every lifestyle that you've ever chosen because of a name that was given you, a title that was placed on you in some little tiny minute season of your life is broken in the name of Jesus and you will hear only that which your Father is speaking over you according to the power of his words, that you'll live by what you're doing going forward and not what somebody said about you in your past. Your heavenly Father has naming rights over you. And isn't it ridiculous that we would ever let someone else's opinion determine our mood for a minute throughout any day? Isn't that ridiculous? Have you been hearing and watching everybody's opinion? Have you noticed how many opinions there are out there? Can you keep up with them? If you turn here, you got this opinion, this person. I mean, I am sometimes shocked and amazed by hearing a different opinion come out of a person. It's, it's like, how, how, in, how could they think that? How could they think in that? What what would cause, what kind of living, what kind of life would you have to live to think that this would be okay or that would be okay or this way would be better for our country than that? I mean, when you, you, and then I realized, wait a minute. Back in Jesus' day, there were all kinds of opinions about the Son of God in the midst of him doing all these wonderful things for the people that were having the adverse opinions. In John chapter 10, where we're at today, further in the the verses, Jesus starts talking about the fact that he's the lamb, is going to he's the he's the shepherd, is going to take care of the lambs. He said, "I'll give my life for my kids. I'll lay down my life for people. I mean, I'm not here. I'm not a hireling. You can't give me a paycheck. I'm not running." When things get difficult, when wolves come in here, I'll I'll do whatever. I I will lay down my lives for the kids. And this is what the people's opinion was concerning what Jesus was saying, John chapter 10, 19. When Jesus has said these things, the people were again, this isn't the first time, they're again divided in their opinions about him. And some said, he's demon-possessed, he's out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? And others said, this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? No, here's my my question to you. If people were going to have mixed opinion about Jesus and it did not matter to him when it came to his purpose in this life, why in the world would you let people having different opinions about you matter one bit when it comes to the life God wants you to live? They don't determine your identity. God determines your identity. Look at this last one, and this is good. The enemy wants us to draw our identity from our experiences. He wants us to draw them from our experiences. The things that we've done in the past, whether they're good or whether they're bad, this is, and this is where individuals identify themselves in every season by what they were able to accomplish in previous seasons. And this is a problem when people attach their identity to their past accomplishments, because then their life just becomes a museum where they keep keep just revisiting what they have done in the past. And they never start believing in a progressive God who can outdo himself. This is the person that has difficulty growing and transforming into a new version of themselves. Because they think that if I've been a caterpillar my entire life, then I am destined to be a caterpillar for the rest of my life. Even though you have a heavenly Father who wants to give you wings. You might start thinking what you have experienced so far in this life is what you're always going to experience. When God has so much more for you. Is it possible, listen to me very carefully, is it possible that this whole virus experience for you is a time where God wanted you to simply reset. It's not that where you were were bad. It's not that what you were going through was bad. Not that what you had wasn't, wasn't good, no, it was. But is it possible that where you were and how fast you were going was about to wreck your entire life, was about to wreck your relationship? Wreck your relationship with your children and your spouse? Was it about to cost you everything? And is it possible? Because God said this in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. God said, for all things come together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. You say, Pastor, there's been a whole lot of things going on the last few months. Are you saying it can work out to good? I am absolutely telling you it can work out for good. But that promise from God is not for everybody. That promise from God is to you as a child of His who loves Him and who's called according to His purpose. So you ask yourself the question then, this can work out good for me. I can reset. I have a progressive God who is constantly outdoing himself when it comes to me and my family. I have not lived the greatest life that I have possibly could live yet. I haven't been as blessed as I could possibly be blessed. My God can still do more for me, far beyond that which I can think or that I can hope for or that I could ask for. But the promise is for those of us who love him. And the promises are for those of us who keep his kingdom work first. So ask yourself this question, do I love him? I mean, do I really love him? Is he first place in my heart and in my life? And is his business first place over my business? And if it is, then anything you face as a child of God. Even this new virus, God can blow your mind and make your dreams come true. Why? Because he specializes in that. We serve a God who specializes in the comeback. We serve a God who specializes in restoring. We serve a God who specializes in rescuing his children. We serve a God who can give you back everything that the enemy has taken and more. We serve a God who will reset your life and reset your marriage and make your dreams come true. We serve a God who is not basing your future on your past experiences. We serve a God who gives you an identity as his child and can blow your mind with new levels of blessings. We serve a God who can take you. Listen, I have, I have heard many people say that during this time I got bored and I did something stupid. And I have told you many, many times that boredom is a very dangerous thing for a man And boredom is a very dangerous, you'd be better off facing a challenge going 90 miles an hour with your hair on fire. And we as God's kids are not sitting idle waiting for something to pass. We as God's kids are moving forward, negotiating through a new virus like we've done everything else in this life. And as we do, our God says, you're about to experience from me individually what I have done for people in the past, where I do rescue, and I do recover, and I do make all things new, and I do take you to new levels of blessings, and I do forget and wash out the old, and I will take you places where you have never seen before. And you know why God does that? Because he's famous for it. Over and over. Well, it, it's been a weird season, hasn't it? I mean, things are weird. You come to church, it, I mean, it's great. I'm glad, I'm glad we're here, but it's weird. It's not like we're hugging necks. It's not like we're in, in the lobby. I mean, when you put a mask on your face, you can't tell if that person's kidding or not. What are they saying? Things are weird. They're weird everywhere. They're weird everywhere. But our God is a rescuing God. He's famous for that. Our God is a restoring God. He's famous for that. Your business not doing what it used to be doing, okay. You don't know if you're young enough or have the energy enough to rebuild it. Maybe you don't. You don't even need to. You have a God who will do that for you. You love Him, you put Him first, and all things work together for those who love Him. Is it going to work together for good to everybody on the planet? No, it's going to work together for good for those of us who love him and for those of us who are keeping his kingdom work first. And it'll blow your mind. There has never been, listen, please listen to me for a minute. There has never been a time in your life where your love for God and your closeness with him and your communication with Him and your tucking into Him is more important than what it is right now. Because if you don't, you may not make it out of it. Not the same. Not without great loss and devastation. There's never been a time for you to take your relationship with God more seriously than what you need to take it now. If you need to reset that in marriage if you need to reset as a man there's just some things about you you go okay but you're gonna clean that up now if you need to reset as a woman fix a few things adjust some things now's the time reset but dear child of god this life is a gift And yeah, we're going to be cautious. And yeah, we're going to make sure we're respectful to other people. Sure. But we don't wait. We navigate through. I'm going to say that again. We don't wait. We navigate through. I'm going to say it again. We don't wait. We navigate through. Because if you put a whole lot of confidence in Dr. Fossey, he has said, because I know you want to write this down, he doesn't see any end in sight to this virus. I don't see any end in sight to cancer. I don't see any end in sight to heart disease. I don't think there's been a cure for the common cold or for the flu or influenza or pneumonia. I don't think there's been any cure for any of the other diseases that have been around almost forever. And what have we done? We have lived a blessed life, maneuvering through and around all of them. So pull the label that the enemy has put on this new scary virus off, and walk forward through it maneuvering around it in the power of God on your life and live the blessed, richly, plentiful life that God has called you and I to live. And if you do anything other than that, you let the thief steal your identity. Powerful child of Almighty God. He loves you. And He will make your dreams come true. Just tuck in close and make it real. Don't play games. Don't don't do it. Don't play games. Not now. Not now. And you're going to come out of this better and more blessed. Blessed. You can make your dreams come true. I want you to, if you're in a family, hug up a minute. If you got your wife, husband here, put your arm around them for a second. I I want to do something. I think a whole lot of time f- together for you guys is great, and I also think a whole lot of time together for you guys is bad. I think it's bold. And women, you know you've said some things to him you need to apologize for. You men are probably okay, but do you women? (laughs) Oh, we done messed up. We done messed up. Let me pray. And would you guys get in on this with me? Father God, this has been a tough season. You said in this life we'd have we'd have trouble, but God, whoo, it feels like it it's way above trouble. And and, and as I and Father, I know there's there's some people that, Lord, they have flourished during this season, their businesses, their finances, their work, overtime, more out, all the blessings in their life in some ways. Others are just kind of in a neutral zone. Lord, they don't know what's gonna happen. They just and then others are barely hanging on barely hanging on those kind of stresses and issues put strain into a family Lord when when we don't do what we're supposed to do and we're not fighting the right things and we're not putting energy in the right places all of a sudden we start fighting the wrong things Start pointing fingers, accusations. start saying things we shouldn't have said. Frustration leads to anger. Father, we're not that. We're not that. There's so many opinions that are thrown at this season of what we're trying to live through, Lord, that the only place that we can turn to know what to do is your word the only place, everything else, everybody else, all information, it's changing. It's just changing. We're trying to second guess as leaders what what the future's going to hold, Try to get ahead of something. We can't get ahead of it because it keeps moving. So we turn right back to you and first to tell you that we are so sorry for our sins, for where we failed you. And Father, we turn back to you to identify us to remind us who we are and therefore what we can do and accomplish. You define us. And we don't let the enemy have that that very special part about who we are. You tell us. And if you say all things work together for good to those who love God, well, we love you. We love you with all of our heart who are called according to your purpose, we will keep your work first and foremost, whether it's on the job, at home, or on a golf course. God, we're all about you. And we receive your promise because we, first and foremost, are your kids. We love you, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all.
5: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time or if you need prayer at all, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below this video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.